hundred followers then. Oh, no, we do. Yeah. Uh, uh oh. So we have a hundred. Uh, we have a hundred Twitter followers. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what that? Means? I do. I'm just checking in to make sure you know what it means. Well, it means that I've got a busy weekend coming up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I can send you the fla- the the fan fiction I wrote. If you're looking for an example of length, you know, um, don't okay. yeah, that'd don't be great. use it as a don't use it as a barometer for for quality. I don't want you to stress out about it. Um, Who is this number hundred? And can I really thank them, or am I going to yell at them? I didn't feel like uh, actually logging <clears throat> in to our Twitter account to find out. I only went mm-hmm. to our Twitter account, um, like just typed in at Poe Boys Podcast in a search engine and went to the Twitter account mm-hmm. to see the results of uh, the poll I posted last week. Uh, All right, I have it. I have it. Uh-oh. So thank you to the Voice of the Force Podcast Twitter account. Oh, for great. Tricked into um, marketing another Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah, and my following other Star Wars people to follow us has now backfired on me. I never thought we would get to 100. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now um, I will be writing fan fiction. Yeah. That's that... good. We'll have something to do next week. We will have something to do next week. And I'm glad that I finished my doctorate so that when people see this, people can see, wow, they're really good. Mm-hmm. They should be writing for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no other emotions other than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One might say that I have some anger and um, stress due to the fact that I have to now write Star Wars fan fiction, which I love. Oh, yeah. Um, you're always reading and writing Star Wars fan fiction. But I'm really, and, and granted, this is not just Star Wars fan fiction. This is Raylo fan fiction. We're going back to our Raylo fans. Um, mm. I don't know if they've, I don't know if they stayed with us when we, you know, did everything after Episode mm-hmm. Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those well, loyal, numbers, strong no few, did, so. based on those zero people that stuck stuck with us, <laughs> welcome back, welcome, and thank you, the voice a podcast discussing star wars canon news and events join daniel ed and noma as they discuss anything and everything about the galaxy far far away as as they troll and to their to their knowledge they don't know this um have ensured that i gotta write fan fiction so again thank you at voice force pod um, if, if you want to follow them, they've got a lot more followers than us. I was, so clearly I was they've, ask. um, clearly they've, you know, done a lot more fan fiction than we have. Um, uh, because once you do fan on. fiction, your, your followers go to the sky, mm-hmm. go to the, sorry, sorry. Um, got to bring in our Dogecoin and GameStop to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where our followers go to the moon. Yeah. At some point, we wow we did Star Wars fan fiction. We got an email, and I wrote Star Wars fan fiction. <clears throat> and I'm not stalling. 
um, you're actually stalling, which is why, and I'm not blindly thumbing through our feed to try and identify where the person that episode no the episode where we did it i wrote a whole script we acted it out um yeah i'll find it i'll find it at some point yeah but i wanted don't worry about going through it tell people listening right now oh we'll pin it we'll we'll pin it to our we'll pin it to our channel can i count on you for that pete um you can't count on me for much (laughs) but Seeing as how I need to see the barometer about how the episode was, I I will be listening it for my own self interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, listeners, um, it'll be it'll be pinned. So you know, this Thursday we record earlier, obviously, but um, you'll be able to check it out. A couple a couple changes. I will be re- um, Kylo this time, mm-hmm. um, and Josh will be Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, in a previous review, which I don't have the review up, um, although I think it's in our DMs. It was an email. What? It, oh, it was an email? All right, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, but it was something along the effects of... It was something... Talk, Josh Rule. Um, <laughs> functionally, yes. Yeah. And Josh, he's kind of the acting aficionado. I am something of an um, actor! Uh, writer, renaissance man... And me, I'm just, um, I just love being myself. So I break character a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times I was in, I, I also like went for it <clears throat> with Ray. Um, I did like an Australian accent at one point. I did, <laughs> I think I did a surfing, I, I did a surfer it. accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I love about your accents is you tend to just shoot from the hip and never really consider the voice coming out of your mouth until it's too late for all of us, which is always very cool. Well, I mean, listeners, you, you can relate to this and this is a star Wars podcast. Poe boys. I'm Pete. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed my, Oh, nope. That was my response. Dear Pete and Josh, I'm writing today to respond (laughs) to your reading of Josh's untitled Raylo project. I was truly moved. I felt I understood Ray's plight and the capitalist dominance of the First Order, as well as the momentary connection Ray and Kylo shared. I think the commentary of gentrification was also very powerful. Pete, you really got your work cut out for you. I'd love to know where the story goes next. However, I think Pete could work on his acting. Maybe he needs some lessons. It's just a thought. Hashtag Raylo. And that is, of course, from our number one fan, Sarah. Um, and number one Raylo fan. I wouldn't say number one fan. <laughs> I think by default, it goes Sarah and then that person who emailed us about doing our theme music for us. Because those are the only people that, well, and I guess Connor emailed us. So I guess he has to count. Um, and that Oh, and we have those reviewers, too. So presumably, that's around the time that this episode that we're referring to came out. October twenty, October of twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, I'll I'll pin it to the channel, or sorry, to the feed. Oh, it's yeah, it's episode. Hold on, how do you read Roman numerals again? Um, it's the same as the. Episode I just for I, I just copy and paste this. The same one, and I put an X after it. Star Wars Resistance. Live Fire and Po'Boy Theater presents uh, Raylo Fanfic or whatever. Episode LXVII, baby. All right. 
so that was a fun way of destroying all the goodwill of everyone who um, started listening to this podcast. So I mentioned that we have 100 followers, A, so you can um, get your creative juices. Well, I guess so you can go out and buy creative juices and then get them flowing. And I also mentioned it because I found out <laughs> because I went on Twitter to check the results of this poll. Mm-hmm. Because I placed a poll on our Twitter feed uh, about what book I should read next. Because I was reading David Lynch's autobiography slash biography, auteur, director, David Lynch, Twin Peaks, etc. And uh, this new young adult Star Wars High Republic novel is coming out. And I had other things on my mind that I was going to read. But I figured maybe I'll read this. I'll put out a poll. Let's see. The options were Infinite Jest, this new High Republic book, The Iliad, or Reading is Dumb. And the poll <laughs> closed with um, two votes for The Iliad and one vote for Reading is Dumb. So I cracked open The Iliad yesterday and I read one paragraph of that and I'm not going to read it. Leave me alone. But. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what the story is. We all We all know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's it's basically just Star Wars Episode Four. Sure. So, um, but I bring that up to bring up. I've probably mentioned it before on the podcast, but I feel like there's all these like fabled stories of uh, movies that never wound up happening. Like, well, famously, currently you have Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars Episode Nine, right? And the leak of the you know purportedly the alternate script of Episode Nine, and so now from here to forever, it's always gonna be like, oh, what could have been, what would have been. And one of the ones that mm-hmm. I always think about a lot is, for a hot second there, George Lucas wanted David Lynch to direct Return of the Jedi. And Oh, that, really? I hadn't heard that. And boy, oh boy, what a movie that would have been. And I figured I would just read this um, brief excerpt of David Lynch's book talking about that in the interest of content, I guess. Um, so David Lynch well, says... What's what's the title of this book? Just in case our listeners Room are so enthralled dream. by this, Room, Room to, to Dream. dream. If you um, like where David where you get Lynch. books? Yeah, yeah. So Amazon, iBooks, Goodreads. Go, yeah. I mean, all right. So go ahead, Josh. All right, right around that time, George Lucas was gearing up to do his third Star Wars, and some people called and asked if I'd come up for a meeting with George. There was a place called the Egg Company near the Warner Brothers lot, and they told me to go there. And I get an envelope containing a credit card, a key, an airline ticket, and some different things. So I flew into San Francisco airport and got a rental car and drove to this place called Sprocket, which I think was one of Lucas's companies. I went in and met George, and he started talking to me about Star Wars. I was flattered in a way, but I also don't know why I went, because Star Wars is not my cup of tea. Anyway, he's talking to me, and I started getting a headache that got steadily worse. We talked some more. And then we went in George's Ferrari to lunch at this salad place and had salads. By then, my head was pounding and I couldn't wait to get out there, get out of there. I called Rick from the airport. Uh, I believe Rick was his talent agent. Uh, I felt crazed and had to tell him before I got in the airplane. I said, Rick, I can't do it. I felt all this pressure to say yes to George, but I can't do it. He said, David, it's okay. You don't have to do it. Then I called George and thanked him and told him I wished he'd direct this picture because it's his thing. George is one of the all-time great creators around. He's got this touch, and he's a special human being, but Star Wars wasn't my kind of thing. And isn't that interesting and different content for our podcast? And also, 
I didn't realize I've always been a big David Lynch fan, but now I guess we're going to can- let's cancel him. <laughs> All right. Not your cup of tea. You're not my cup of tea, David Lynch. All right. I, I take back watching Dune. All right. Well, I'm not going to stand your I, Dune anymore. I'm pretty sure David Lynch wants you to take back watching Dune. <laughs> Oh, all right, fine. I love Dune. David <laughs> yeah. Lynch's Dune is the best, okay? Yeah. And let's see what else about David Coffee Lynch. Sucks, Twin Peaks, we'll never dumb. watch it. Kamala cigarettes Lachlan's are dumb. A clown. And honestly, what's the deal? Like, you're white, and why don't you have some more diverse people do stuff? Is that because of your whiteness? Hmm. Hmm. Not for nothing, hmm. though. I watched... I got to the last chapter of this book earlier in the week and it was about to go into Twin Peaks, the return, which is like the mini series that they brought back um, a few years ago, Twin Peaks. And I only watched half of it and I'm on this last chapter and I'm like, I'm going to need to watch this entire 18 episode series real quick before I read this chapter, aren't I? Or it's going to ruin it. And so I did. I watched 18 hours of Twin Peaks over the course of two and a half days and it was a lot. And there are, I mean, like, is is so many white people like that show was filmed in like 2015 or something and it's like there's so many white people you're making like a choice oh like it's a 100%. decision the amount of white people you have like i mean david lynch is trash all right and <laughs> what um oh was that not the correct response you wanted from that excerpt where oh, he said Star Wars is not my cup of tea. You're not my cup of tea, David Lynch. I don't I mean, even I drink just, tea. I'm an American. I have coffee. And I read his autobiography, so clearly I'm a fanboy. But yeah, boy. Oh, oh boy. okay. White as hell, uh, that show. And so that's enough um, vamping, I guess, up front. Did you have anything else to talk about before I get into <laughs> what is going to be the greatest episode we've ever done? Yes, yeah, so, sure. And this is this is kind of a good transition to what we're doing um as a little sneak peek so you know we're gonna do fan fiction uh, sorry we're doing fan fiction at some point uh i have a week yes um and as somebody that definitely finished his dissertation on time i'm very good at deadlines um and the second thing is i'm currently going through the second high republic book into the dark Mm -hmm. which is written by claudia gray the first of the young adult series of novels Mm-hmm. And it's set during the same. It's set during the same timeline. So like, it follows one of the Jedi that was in the Charles Soul book, um, and where they were during the great. Uh, what was it? The Great Disaster is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's follow these Jedi that are you know um, stuck like knocked out of a hyperspace lane, um, and it's pretty cool. Um, I I've enjoyed reading it, so I'm I'm looking forward. For to us dedicating an episode to talking about it i actually told you to get it and then you said go to bed kid um, i think it's a dork no um i would remember that because i would put that in my diary and i'm opening it up right now let's open the page oh you did say <clears throat> all right josh go. um over go to, to you bed, dork yeah over to you josh so uh you know we've been talking about this a long time quarantining and stuff streaming services yada yada disney plus exponential growth capitalism yada yada disney plus is growing disney is growing star wars is growing there's more content we're movers and shakers we're shakers and movers people reach out for us for our opinions 
And we have once again been reached out to as creative consultants for this pretty exciting new um, chapter in Star Wars online content that is Mm -hmm. going to be the tip of the spear of a new subsect of the Disney umbrella. Um, Josh, can I interject really quickly? I wish you wouldn't, but I know you're going to. Okay. One thing I will say about us is we are true humanitarians. So you won't see us credited on a lot of these things because we do it for the love of Star Wars. Yeah, David, not the art life. Uh, so you'll we are connected to a lot of projects, but if you go to the end credits, you won't see us because we're kind of the behind the scenes of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, because we're shakers and movers, and we like to move things along, not have them kind of saddled with like being in our orbit because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are always like, Pete, Josh, Pete, Josh, you know, do this thing with Star Wars or this thing with Star Wars. Yeah, we're in for love the game. And it honestly becomes one of these things where it's like, oh, my name's John Favreau. And I see that you, you know, helped out Alden Ehrenreich with his Han Solo audition and you're credited in, in Solo. And so you helped with that. Why won't you help with my thing? And it's like, if, if our name is attached to everything we help out, then it becomes a, a intense system of, well, you help these guys. Why can't you help me? Or, you know, not worth it. This is a little different. This is something we're really excited about. We're bringing it to the public. Disney is poised to debut um, an extension to, uh, to, to Disney plus. Disney Plus is famously, you know, a more family-oriented um, streaming service. But now that Disney has acquired Fox, 20th Century Fox, and, you know, uh-huh. you've got movies like Logan, you've got Deadpool, Alien. They own these now. Simpsons? Uh, not applicable. These are all R-rated. They can't be on Disney Plus because they're keeping it PG. That failed John Mulaney show? Um, okay. Uh, so... They are debuting a new streaming service called Disney X. Uh, it's such a terrible X. name. <laughs> <laughs> and the logo is Disney Plus, and then the plus just turns to the side to an X, and then all the font turns red. And so bad. As, as the debut piece of, of Star Wars content for Disney X, um, they're doing a spinoff. You know, Mandalorian is a spinoff. And we've touched on it on this show before even if we haven't necessarily covered it, but there's, there's a show now called Jedi Temple Challenge. Uh, yes. By Ahmed Best, who portrayed Jar Jar Binks, and he plays a Jedi Master who uh, has these, these younglings, these kids that come on, they compete, and they go through an obstacle course. Jedi Temple Challenge. And for Disney X, they are going to be debuting a new spinoff of this Jedi Temple Challenge After Dark, which mm-hmm. is an obstacle course star wars show for adults and i'm sorry obstacle course star wars are you talking about mm, the stars franchise and feats of physical fitness and strength and agility hmm who do we know that talks about star wars and talks about lifting weights and things like this well who who has delts of steel Mm -hmm. and hips and knee strength to boot who? Mm-hmm. Who has knuckle tattoos that say quad pro quo? Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> and yes, uh, we are being creative consultants on Jedi Temple Challenge After Dark. Mm-hmm. And we are going to take this opportunity uh, to kind of 
give you a peek behind the curtain. We're spitballing here. We have some obstacles. Uh, we have a rough layout of what the obstacle course consists of. I'm just going to kind of go through obstacle by obstacle and, and talk about our thoughts and maybe tweak things a little bit. Maybe say, oh, no, this is actually perfect just the way you left it. Very good job. It's hilarious. Um, and, and give everybody some insight into, into how something like this comes to be. This is pre-production. This is pre-pre-production that, that you're in on. Okay, right and, and a few things, too. Um, one is we are still focus grouping some of these things, too. So yes, when you see on. the final product, you might be like, oh, what? What? Mm-hmm. Like, what, weren't those in the original thing? And this is just the production process. So we're in pre-production. We are, you know, um, unveiling a couple of things for you, the fans. Um you're welcome. So, Josh, why don't you start? And I know us what off. you're thinking already. You're thinking, I know you're saying this is pre pre production, but a year from now, I bet I still am not going to see any of this. And I would just say to you, if a year's passed and you haven't seen Jedi Temple Challenge after dark, you're not old enough. So, obviously, you start off, got the host. I'm at best as a host of Jedi Temple Challenge. And I'm thinking, who's on that best for old people to be? The host of Jedi Temple Challenge After Dark. And of course, I landed on whoever played um, Dex from Attack of the Clones. That is an actor named Bron Falk, who has since passed away. R.I.P. Can't go with that option. In lieu of that, the host of Jedi Temple Challenge After Dark, in all likelihood, will be John King from CNN of the Electoral College map thing. And he'll come out. He'll be Jedi robes, whatever. Now, a little interjection. Like... A little interjection here, too. Mm-hmm. Um... I proposed Babu Freak, um, mm-hmm. but that just didn't go well because there's, and we'll get into it. Some of these um, feats of strength are more dangerous. And yeah. John King is just the best to kind of talk through what each obstacle is and yeah. provide information on, um, you know, the amount of votes in a red state, uh, in a red county or a blue county. Um, a lot of people are asking Steve Kornacki. He does not really meet with the um, what we're going for. He's kind of a huge nerd, and King is an, more in line with our philosophy on life. Yeah, Bobby Frick's not returning our phone calls because Pete keeps calling uh, Bobby Frick Bobby Freak, which is a borderline slur. And so we're going to get, like, <clears throat> you get, like, five grown-ups or whatever. I don't know. I'm going to say um, ages... 30 and over. <laughs> Jedi Temple Lounge after dark. So you get like a point of 30 and over. 30, 65. John King takes out his loaded gun, says race set go, fires it into the air. Now first, first up in the obstacle course is, is the exact same obstacle course as Jedi Temple Challenge. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. it's that. But yeah. everything is 8 to 12 feet taller to scale up for grown-ups. Yes. So that's number one right through there. Fires are going to go through all that. Uh, but that's kid stuff. But you got to do a warm up. Well, and so after that. Well, there's also, there's also, um, to spice episodes up too, there's a Sith lightning Ice. round. So, for example, um, before that, so we're going to mix up, you know, the levels at certain points. But sometimes, you know, a Sith Lord is going to come up. So. We haven't really negotiated like what member of the Fox News Network we're gonna get, um, but a Sith Lord will come, and you'll get the decision of water, sand, death sticks, or calf. 
and mm -hmm. those will be thrown in your face or you will have to consume mm -hmm. them. So like you'll have to drink two gallons of water, um, have some hot hot calf in your face, um, basically mm -hmm. to um, immobilize you a little bit for the other person to get an advantage. So this is it's more of like a handicap if you know one team is doing better than the others. Mm -hmm. And it is, of course, every person for themselves because this is grown-ups and teamwork is for children. And so after you do the obstacle course, we're going to do – this is where we really get into the after dark part of it, mm -hmm. the adult part of it. You change from your windbreaker and tracksuit that you do the obstacle course in. And it is at this point that the contestants will change into business casual attire, the challenge, of course, being displaying that little bit of Star Wars flair. In a business casual setting, be it socks, be it cufflinks, be it a tie, some such like that, little nice little Star Wars flats, mm -hmm. who knows? And that is, of course, going to be judged. That will be judged and scored. And that will go into the final tally of points toward the end to break any tiebreakers. So you're going through that obstacle course. You're changing into business casual with some Star Wars flair. And we're going to rotate out probably the guest judges who are judging uh, the Star Wars flair. Um, I don't know. Tim Gunn's the only reference I can think of. So, you know, and then somebody else. Uh, you know, space fashion. And from there, you're going to go immediately into who likes the prequels the most and explain <laughs> why. And this is a portion where... You're going to sit down probably in a similarly business casual setting. Um, and everybody just starts talking about the sequels and how much they like the sequels and what everybody else doesn't understand about the sequels. Prequels, I mean. Prequels. Uh, and this is really, you know, um, one of those um, slow and steady wins a race, like more of a marathon, more of an endurance thing. Um, and from there, of course, not going to give them any time to catch their breath because they have to pivot from who likes prequels the most to who can most eloquently express the profundity of Dave Filoni to everyone else. And we're talking, what do you understand about what Dave means to Star Wars and nobody else understands about what Dave means to Star Wars? And can you explain in so many words how he's like a son to George and how he's the heir apparent to Star Wars and if only Dave was in charge of everything, everything would be good and... We don't understand about what they did with the character of Ahsoka and things like this. Again, we're in the endurance portion here. Yeah, and then in round three, um, one thing that we're going to do is we're going to do a Fahir race um, from episode eight. But we're not really going to do it. We're just going to hire the Doughboys um, after the fact and cut over to them getting ready for the race. But we're never actually going to go to the race we're just going to keep checking in on them and um, allowing them time to think that something's going to happen, but never actually giving them any time to A, speak, and B, have any respect whatsoever. Um, so we're, sure. we're, we are, you know, sometimes we do this for grudges, um, yeah. and this is just one of those times. And segments like that are important because as anyone who's watched, you know, a professional sporting event knows, not every minute of every segment is action-packed so you know at some point while these people are explaining why they like the prequels the most or why they understand dave filoni the most and he's a spirit animal the most we might cut away to something like that and so these sequences um after you change the business casual tire with your little flair 
these discussion sequences, this is all sitting down. This is all in chairs. This is all in desk chairs, probably computer desks, maybe around a campfire in the suburbs. Who knows? And at this point, we're transitioning to a more um, physically fit, like on your feet portion. And the main facet of that is getting up out of the chair and standing up without making a noise. So you don't go like, mm, or oof, or Ugh. no noise yeah, like no. that. that w- yes, <clears throat> none of that, none of that. Um, no hands on your knees, nothing like that. And from here, we're pivoting. We're pivoting to another portion of it uh, in which the contestants are going to have to, well, those who are still standing, because, I mean, top obstacle, of course, tastefully arrange um, action figures in kind of a model home and in such a way that, a significant other would allow it in such a way that visitors who are coming over aren't thinking, wow, how do they get away with that? Or do they live alone? And that's how, and you're, you're really going to want to knock it out of the park and, and, and just feng shui the heck out of these Star Wars action figures and arrange them because surprise guess who's coming over for dinner. It's your in-laws. And at this point uh, we are bringing in-laws or tofu, type in-laws, substitute in-laws, something of this effect, if need be. Uh, and the contestants are going to have to explain the force to these in-laws in the room in which they arrange these action figures. So can that arrangement of the action figures play into that explanation of the force? I don't know. This is another one, and you're going you're gonna to want to be on your feet for this one. No one wants to explain the force to their in-laws sitting down. I don't even know if you can. And you're really going to have to get into the spirituality of it the universality of it. Um, you want to name drop Joseph Campbell a lot, but not too much. And, you know, you want to make sure that you say the power of myth and monomyth and hero with a thousand faces and definitely make sure to say things like crossing the threshold, uh, voyage home, things, things like this. Cause that's, that's, that's really gonna, play into it now now josh um, in this round too there will hmm. be a sith round um potentially remember there's lightning rounds all throughout so what your in-laws will get are questions about star wars that you really don't want to answer like mm-hmm. si- si- sister and brother kissing question mark i'm glad you mentioned Sand that because that question, plays into the next obstacle. question mark mm-hmm. um and you'll have to answer some questions of Things that you know you, you generally don't want to talk about with in-laws in general, but specifically some of the more controversial things to talk about with um, um, casuals of Star Wars. Yeah, and the real hurdle here, and the thing that's going to take a lot of people out of the race here, is you're going to find these in-laws routine, routinely returning to the well of, oh, it's superpowers. Oh, it's superpowers. Oh, it's superpowers. And if you can't get past that with your explanation of the force to your in-laws, you're out. But if you can, you got no time to catch your breath. Because here comes another challenge. Who's that? It's your dad. You got to get him to love you. And you got to do it without kissing your sibling. Well, not just and that. I know a lot of Not people, just that, too, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are unable to do it, you lose your hand for the next portion of the challenge. So mm-hmm. you are given a handicap in the event that you're not able to uh, convince your dad that um, that you love him and he loves you back. Without kissing your sibling. A lot of people think, oh, as long as I convince my dad to love me, 
I can still have my hand for the next round, and you're going to want that hand for the next round, believe you me. Um, it, you can't, you, no kissing your sibling either. And I know a lot of people are like, that's fine, I'll just kiss them on the cheek. No, none at all. These are, and these are intertwined. This is not two separate tasks. This is not get your dad to love you and don't kiss your sibling. It's both. You got to do both or you're not going to have your hand for the next round and you're going to want it because now we're talking planking and explaining the last Jedi and you're doing both and it'll take as long as it takes. So you're going to be tired. You're going to be very sleepy and you're going to plant those hands down. You're going to plank. You're going to flex those abs. Nice straight back. And you guys explain Last Jedi. And you can't stop until it's explained. And if you can't explain it, or if you fall, you're out. Yeah. You're yeah. out. And then um, we are going to get to the award um, that you that you get if you win. And We are, because we're rounding the turf to the last obstacle. Yeah, so here is um, the... There, there is a financial um, reward, because adults mm-hmm. don't work for... Like credit credibility or whatever. Uh, no, and Disney's plus yes. with cash, and Disney X is no yes. exception. So you do get money, but here's here's the catch, okay? When you get to the final round, um, a Jedi Master shows up and provides you with the opportunity to say, "Who are you going to choose? Are you going to choose your mom, your brother, your friend, or your babysitter from ten years ago that you have feelings for?" And you have to choose one of them to get an equal amount of money that you get. So um, mm-hmm. say it's um, just a normal one and there's a $50,000 check on the line. That person gets $50,000. So your babysitter mm-hmm. that you have weird feelings for and it will be completely normal in you know five to ten years. Um, your mom, a friend, or your brother. And here's the catch, though, is all four of them have been invited your babysitter, your mom, your friend, and your brother. And they know that Mm -hmm. you picked one of them and the other ones are being Mm -hmm. excluded. However, Mm -hmm. and Josh, you're going to get into this last obstacle course. The the three that you don't pick, they get to gang up on you and potentially take all of your money from the person that you chose as your favorite person amongst your babysitter, mom, friend, and brother. So it kind of adds to the tension that exists in the final obstacle course. Yeah. And this is an example of why P90 acquired Ray Moore and just not have me write a whole idea for an episode and not tell anything. So for the last <laughs> obstacle then, you're going to sit that butt right back down. Your abs are going to be aching from those planks. Your legs are going to be tired from explaining Star Wars here in laws, yada, yada. And you got to sit down and you got to listen to 100th episode of Poe Boys. 100 Star Wars ever. The 100th episode of Poe Boys. And you really better listen. Because when you're done listening to that whole freaking episode of that whole freaking podcast that we did, that you can listen to right now today for free probably, you're going to have to email us. And it better be good. It better be something we can talk about on the podcast and turn into sweet, sweet content. And the first people to do all those things wins and if they tie then we look at things like well how did they score with their star wars flair how well did they explain the force to their in-laws and it can get into you know a little more analytical but i suspect there will pretty consistently be a fairly clear winner in these things as soon as uh they hit and, send and, on that email and it comes into and you might box. think 
Where where do those podcast, three people you know that, that you had just mentioned a minute ago um, how do <laughs> right. how do they compete? They, right. They bug um yeah, they, they bug. One, they can poke you and bug you. They, they bug you. They mess with your Wi-Fi. They can't connection. touch your headphones, your though. Headphones. They can't touch your headphones. And if they want to, the three of them can divide up the three-hour episode we did, or two-and-a-half-hour, hundredth episode we did. It's, it's really, really long. long. It's and really they can good. divide it up into sections. Now, most of them won't, even when $50,000 is on the line. Um, so they will do some heckling, and it's your job because, you know, Jedi After Dark, um, you have to, you know, block out all of that hate and fear and stuff. So it's like it adds to the tension with it. And we are yeah. definitely on the same page. Right. And I know what the listeners are another thing that they think, well, if it's a bunch of people competing in an obstacle course and then all of a sudden three random jabronis come out at the very end and all they have to do is listen to a podcast and they could potentially beat the people who did the entire obstacle course before then. That doesn't make any sense. And I guess to that, I would say, I don't know. It's news to me as well. But I think everything else just about adds up. And you could probably draw this obstacle course, and it would look pretty good. And I think it's going to be a great TV show. Uh, there's a few things you have to iron out, you know, guest judges, things like this. But people are flocking to this project. And so I don't think it'll be much of an issue getting mm-hmm. collaborated. We had a Kickstarter, but it was already done. So um, we, we hit our goal on Kickstarter uh, and then it just disappeared because we hit our goal so very, very quickly. And by us, you mean Disney mm-hmm. has the new Disney mm-hmm. Plus streaming service yep. spinoff. Yeah, yeah. They're very liquid. Very liquid. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where we're at right now with Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge After Dark. Uh, obviously, a lot of things can change. A lot of things can stay the same. Who knows where it will go from here? But I'm pretty confident that it will be um, pretty much beat for beat what we outlined here. And that will probably run weekly because mm-hmm. it's just one set. You don't need to do a lot of, you know, um, for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. And it will, I mean, it will probably be TVMA. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, people might be asking, where's the room to grow? And to that, there really isn't. It's pretty much a perfect project. No. <laughs> but if there were to be something added, it'd be psychological. So um, it would mm-hmm. be something that goes along the lines of really making it, making you feel the loss of your planet then the loss of your husband, then the loss of your son and everything that you've ever built mm-hmm. and you're all alone mm. and your, mm-hmm. you know, adopted daughter functionally doesn't listen to what you have to say and kills your son or something along those lines. Yeah. Or, I mean, I was thinking like, you know, water obstacle, throw a toaster in there, Sith lightning. Oh yeah, for sure. So there's, I mean, there's still a lot of ideas, um, but Anybody that's in the biz of production knows you have to throw something out there and then see what what happens up with it. Mm-hmm. So, with that, um, you know, it's it, it, this is one of our um, cool projects. Um, we hope that you look forward. You know, when you check out, check it out um, when Disney X is announced. Um, yeah, I mean, because you know. 
there's no real conventions happening right now because of the pandemic. So this probably would have been announced, you know, at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, but that was obviously delayed until 2028. So, you know, we kind of got the go ahead mm-hmm. to to announce it ourselves since we are. Um, we do have some. And since you, the listeners, are starving for content now so much, not us because we have content a lot, you know. Yeah, you and I have to people? write that fan fiction. Um, yeah. Unless somebody, yeah. hey, are you a writer? Do you have ideas? Popeyespodcast at gmail dot com. Oh boy, I'll I, we can collaborate a little bit. Cut to Pete logging into our Twitter account and unfollowing people <laughs> until we get back down to ninety nine. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. All right. Um, with that, um, if you want to get in contact with us. Poboys podcast at gmail.com at Poboys podcast is our Twitter, but a hundred of you know that. Um, very good about that. Yep. Um, thank you to those hundred. And if every one of those hundred people could just tell a hundred of their followers about us, what might the world But more be importantly, like? if a hundred of those people could write a paragraph section of <laughs> some Star Wars fan fiction, Raylo specifically. And then if mm-hmm. if that gets edited by somebody, um, that'd be cool. And read aloud and recorded. Oh, I'm. Well. I mean, we're good actors. So that's not what I'm worried about. I mean, you, okay. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 very good actors. Um, people say I'm a very good writer. I'm just thinking into the future hmm. on our reviews. Uh, nobody's ever said that. Um, oh, okay. With that being said, um, we'll see you next week.